0: what's up what's up y'all this is dave and this is devren and you're listening to the dave and dev podcast dave and dev Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev On my job like Dave and Dev Tell no lie like Dave and Dev Some days I wanna stay in bed But I get ready for the day ahead I wanna complain but I pray instead Then I'm on my way to that Dave and Dev And it go like I don't need a crew Don't play by he say she say rules Complain, no we can't do I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves No so please stay cool all, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do I'ma send myself No lie, I need grace too We live like EKU Yeah What's up, Devrin?
1: Yo, what's going on, Dave? How you doing, man?
0: Man, I'm so happy to be back on the podcast with you, man. It's been a little bit. It's been crazy. Uh,
1: it's been a minute. We've a lot of lot of life has happened,
0: bro. Before we do anything else, let me just stop right here. And for those of y'all who don't know, my man, my co-host, brother from another mother, my guy, Mister Devon Muff, is now. Dr. Devon Muff. Some sick sound effects will be dope there, but shout out. And he's in a uh, fraternity. We can talk about that too. Um, Officially pledged member. Um, So man, I am so proud of you. So let me just, before we get any further, congratulate you, bro. Uh, I've seen you go on a super long journey of education. You've been in school longer than like, Anyone I can I've ever know my
1: whole life. I've literally (laughs) been in school my whole life.
0: This man's been in school for the last twenty, what, twenty three years.
1: Since the time I've been in preschool, I've never stopped. So So
0: you're so you're what twenty eight?
1: No, I I turned thirty this year. So for twenty seven years straight, I've been. Bro, that's crazy.
0: This man's been in school, man. That's crazy for a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know what? Now it's great because I don't have to take classes unless I want to take classes. Bro, you're Dr. Devon Muff. We do we need to change yeah. the show? It's it's uh it's it's Dave and Dr. Dev from for today. Today oh. it is.
0: Oh man, if y'all got any theme song ideas, listen, you just run it up, you know. We we, we figure it out, but man, Dr. Devon Muff, if I don't know if y'all can see this, but if you're watching on YouTube, says dr dev right there on the on his little name i mean goodness hey show off the shirt too man
1: yeah 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 this is a shirt i'm trying to support more local businesses this one was actually made by my mother so go check her out empowerment, hey. empowerment bracelets on you on uh instagram it says black educators matter i'm a black educator and yeah. uh it had Actually, had a lot to do with uh, with my dissertation proposal or my dissertation defense that I did. talked about I'm not going to bore the listeners with with all of it was about, but it was just about uh, 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 getting getting black students enrolled, retained, and completed uh, four year institutions. So we're done with that, and I'm thankful and shout out to everybody who helped me along the way. Shout out to my wife who had to listen to me complain on the last couple <laughs> steps, but. We did it. We did it. So that's great. And then, like you mentioned, I'm now a member of the greatest fraternity in the world, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And if you have any questions about that, you better know. Yeah, I'm ready to impact my community however way we can. So just another way that I can get out and try to help uh, serve and advance the, the communities who the underserved communities who need it. So
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure hey listen while we're talking a little bit about community this is totally not planned but um can you talk a little bit about what is going on with your church in lexington
1: yeah so the people who are listening to this this episode this is uh currently april 11 2001 Um, 2021 bro 2000 i said 2001 (laughs) april 11 2021 it's late it's late guys okay (laughs) So so as I'm recording this, we are in probably the last couple, I'll say we have about less than 10 days. So if you listen to this and you, got, and you have a heart for this issue, please reach out to anyone that you can or any kind of support be, would be great. So essentially what's going on is uh, my church, uh, Main Street Baptist Church, has been around for almost 160 years. It was Ooh. given to us by uh, Mary Todd Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's wife. Um, she gave it to a former slave, um, Pastor Braxton, and the church has been there ever since. It's been a staple in the community. Uh, the problem with it is that uh, neither of the people at the time when they got the land owned the land, uh, but it's been, it's a historical monument. And as a historical landmark, and everyone's kind of agreed that it would it would be there. And so, when it, this came into question again in 1984, when uh, the ex- expansion of Rupp Arena, I'm currently in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, the the mayor and the church, uh, we came to another handshake agreement that uh, we we would be able to use the parking spaces at Rupp Arena. Fast forward a couple of years. Later, I think this was in 2016 or 17, when the Charlottesville, Virginia riots happened. Uh, you know, the Tiki torches uh, thing happened over there for those couple of days. Um, at that same time, uh, we were making a lot of uh, bold statements. Uh, and one of the statements that that came out uh, from my city that I currently live in is by the mayor at the time, uh, Mayor Gray. He said that. Um, He was going to do whatever it takes to essentially uh, make the city become more uh, anti-racist or whatever word you want to say, more acceptable for minorities that that live in the area, just get rid of the, basically he wanted to get rid of all the antebellum slave idols that were in the city. So uh, one thing that he did was uh, he renamed... uh, what was formerly known as Cheapside Park. And uh that's where they sold slaves in downtown Lexington. If you've been in Lexington, you know where the Fifth Third Pavilion is. Um that's where that's what that was what was Cheapside Park. He renamed that to uh to the Tandy Park. And Tandy actually fun fact about that, he's one of the founders of uh my fraternity that I'm mean. mm. in. So and he's actually from Lexington, Kentucky. But anyways, they they renamed the park to Tandy Park. But in that same breath, He also um, he also named that he wanted to have a new park, Um, and this this new park was going to uh, he wanted to beautify downtown Lexington. The problem with it is um, there's a lot of people in Lexington in that downtown area who will be affected by this. Um, Like I said, my church is right next to the Mary Todd Lincoln House, but also that sits next to our house is uh, the Salvation Army that serves uh, underserved populations down there and homeless homeless populations down there and gives them just meals and places to stay. Um, so all these communities are just doing doing things to try to, to help just people who need it in that, in that area. Well, this park is, uh, fast forward to today, um, we've been in disputes about parking spaces. My church currently has about a little over, 250 members, anywhere from 250 to 300 members that um, that come to church on a weekly basis. Um, so our parking spaces have been dramatically decreased by the original plans. We currently are operating with it can't be more than 50 parking spots right now for our entire church. And so we're trying to figure we try to figure that out every week. Um, of course, COVID and the pandemic has helped a little bit because of virtual services. Um, but now that uh, people are getting vaccinated and feel more comfortable coming out um, that, that need for parking spaces. And we've been disputing about this for a number of years for about, uh, three or four years. Now we've been, we've been going back and forth with the city talking about a resolution that, uh, how we can have, how we can get parking spaces. I mean, and maybe still have the park. Um, so we understand that the city wants the park, but we understand that we need a, that, uh, we have a need to worship as well, mm-hmm. um, and worship freely that we've been doing for almost 160 years. Right. So, um, what you can do listener, um, if you've made it this far in my, in my little story <laughs> is that, uh, number one is pray. That's our, the prayer is our, is our first protest. And so, um, pray, pray that, uh, that we know that God has a plan in it, but, um, we, we, we just pray that God's will be done in this situation. Um, the second thing is, um, you can reach out to, um, our, our mayor in Lexington, um, Whose phone number is not that hard to find. Her name is Linda Gordon, so you can you can Google search her, and that, that's an easy easy find. You can email her, or you can you can send a send a phone call down there, and just tell her how you feel and just uh, about the situation, because uh, we're at a scrambling point right now, because we don't know where we're gonna go, if if this does happen. So um, another thing that you can do is currently our church is raising we um, raising money for for parking spaces. I know it's the eleventh hour that we're doing. Um, things but my wife has a uh, has a, a business called made Worthy. you can find her on, on yeah, yeah 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 producer chris can put the name up there on the youtube channel for you all to see but uh she's selling a shirt that says lift every voice and sing which is the negro national anthem or the black national anthem and a, par- a portion of those proceeds are going to uh, the funds for our church so um there's multiple ways you can help um you know anything anything helps i mean even if it's just a, you know even if it's you know just knowing that you're there to support all that stuff helps but yeah we're we're in a dire situation and anything that uh anything that you all can do to help uh would be fantastic
0: for sure i appreciate you telling everybody about that as well um i actually meant to ask you about that in the last podcast so i'm kind of glad it, it came up but uh yeah so we'll link um you know the made worthy stuff from Adolin. Uh, we will, you know, make sure we uh, put some links about what's going on. I know there's some articles that are out there, uh, so yeah. If you don't know, now you know. Main Street Church uh, support. Uh, first thing you can do, just like Devren said, is pray. Uh, prayer is the first form of protest uh, that we have as believers. So uh, even if you don't know or care <laughs> about this situation, you just heard Devren say that if they have an average, you know you know, Sunday service of 200 to 300 people. They got 50 parking spots. That's insane. And I know for a fact that that there ain't four people riding in every car, um, you know. So uh, be praying for that. And uh, I appreciate you sharing that too, man. So uh, next thing, obviously we, you know, there's been a ton happen since uh, we last spoke uh, our last podcast with Antoine, shout out to him. I uh, got a new song out, The Sun, released uh about two weeks ago, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Uh, album on the way, got the tour on the way. So I'm super excited for him. But since then, you know, we've had the uh, you know, NCAA tournament. Uh shout out to Baylor, had uh had a nice run to the to the championship, kind of waxing Gonzaga. <laughs> um, they just ran up and down the court and they could not be stopped. A shout out to homeboy that was super vocal about his faith too. Um,
1: oh, dude! Now we're gonna have to get fact checked by producer. I know.
0: I'm totally blanking on his name right now, but yeah, I can I'll see his face. Figure it out.
1: And then Stanford won the women's. And game. then
0: Stanford won the women's game. Yeah, that yep. was
1: exciting. That was an exciting, exciting game. I love, I love watching that game.
0: Yeah. So uh we had the David Dev bracket challenge. Um. And who won the Dave and Dev Bracket Challenge?
1: Okay, so first of all, just before producer Chris has a chance to correct us, the dude's name was Jared Butler.
0: Jared Butler, daggone it.
1: Yes. He's, the dude's awesome. Yeah. Um, but Lane Vanderholz. So, uh, Lane, you kicked all of our butts in this thing. Um, we pretty much all had Gonzaga yep. uh, in the championship in – you had Gonzaga as well, but you had Gonzaga and Baylor. So you you are the winner of our tournaments, uh, of our Dave and Dev tournaments. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Shout out to you. Um Dave, are we doing any prizes or anything like that? Yeah we'll send them a little swag. We'll send them yeah, you, a little swag. Lane if you if you want it you got it. You'll you'll get something. So um <laughs> just uh hit us hit us up on social media and we'll 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 get you with something.
0: For sure for sure. I mean I don't know, man. this This was a hard year to get into basketball. I just, I struggled, man. I, I barely watched any of the
1: tournament. Can I, can I just go on a rant real quick? Because, bro, take it away. College basketball sucked this year,
0: bro. It was hard to watch. <laughs> and,
1: I, and I know I got people who are going to disagree with me with this, and that is that is perfectly fine. You can come on. And Dave, we got to do this episode. We got to do all the smoke episode because there's a lot of hot takes out there. Which remind me, but yes. Um, college basketball was not good. I know this draft year is going to be really exciting. Yeah. Um, but it was from the beginning, you knew what teams were going to be there. It was going to be Baylor and it was going to be Gonzaga.
0: They were the top two teams. The the whole whole
1: entire season. Now I will say, I kind of thought I, I did, I, I thought I drank some of the some of the Michigan Kool-Aid for a little bit. Right, there. I right, thought right. that they were gonna be they were gonna be legit. And Illinois. I thought they were too, but a the, lot of people picked Illinois to win it all, man. Yeah, but the big team was mad overrated this year. Yeah, and they lost
0: didn't every team not make it out of the first weekend? Like I think they maybe only had one team get out of the first weekend.
1: Yeah, it was it was something. Yeah. something. Tragic, but i mean it was just a it was a terrible year it's, it's not like for me as a fan it's not fun when the blue bloods aren't that good and yeah. people again i know people are going to disagree with me with that but i think the year is a lot more fun when i have a team to hate
0: right right <laughs> like
1: so whether that be it wasn't blue, even fun North for you Carolina to be in lexington States.
0: this year and talk smack to the uk fans
1: no, because they they knew they were bad, so it, it was just it was. Hey, it was,
0: even our guy Ken knew they were bad, bro. And it was like four games in,
1: he was already giving up on
0: the season.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there's a bunch of fans that were that were like that. So I wasn't truly excited. I mean, I was excited when I watched Gonzaga play. Um, Baylor played a little bit more of a defensive style, but yeah. when those guards got hot, they were hot. So yeah, it was good. And it, you know what? Um, it was good to see a team win and glorify God. Honestly. Yeah. And, that, and, and what did
0: he say? Uh, the he said joy. We we play with joy, and it was uh, Jesus, others, and yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that.
1: That that was that was cool to see, and that was that was fun to 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 watch that and uh, and see the post game interview. Like the stuff outside of the court was a little bit more interesting than the stuff right
0: right the
1: on the court. Um. So, anyways. That was uh, that was, the 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 tournament, and that's yeah. <laughs> glad that's over. And and now we got an NBA season where, that we did you just hear? I don't know if you, yeah. You know, this is like breaking news, Dave. I, I mean, this is kind of off the script, but do you know that uh, James Wiseman is out for a season now?
0: Yeah, torn. Uh, he
1: tore his meniscus. Yeah. So now he's out, and Lamelo Ball's out. The and, Warriors,
0: man, they can't catch a break.
1: Yeah. And so and. Anthony Edwards is. I mean, he's 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 on a bad team, so it's it's not fun to watch that anymore. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this, and people can try to convince me otherwise. Go so. ahead, say it. It's going to be the Lakers and the Nets in the yeah, fight.
0: of course and it like, is. Like
1: and and I've heard so many people say, well, the Sixers, the Sixers, stop, and the Nuggets, and the, Nuggets. And, so, the
0: and the Bucks. Stop. I, I'm just
1: I'm tired of seeing that. It's I Lakers was, and Nets, and Dave, Lakers
0: and five.
1: Dave, are you on Clubhouse yet? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not. You're not trendy. You got to get on the trend, bro. So I, I, I've been on Clubhouse for a couple months now. Okay, and I, I'm in. I'm in the group that. What is
0: Clubhouse, bro? Can you tell me what it is? <laughs> it's,
1: it's basically what we're doing now, but with like thousands of other people. Oh. And, okay. I mean, they just get on there and they just talk about different topics and so, so is it of, like a the room- group
0: chat of with voices
1: <laughs> is it like group me with voices essentially yeah exactly okay. that's what it is i mean it i mean it has the potential to be really dangerous because false information can get spread right, really right, fast. Right, right but i was on a clubhouse yesterday with an nba group and this i mean these people were talking and and you know like so how how it's set up like you can, you can get like on the stage okay um, I got on the stage yesterday. I was oh. one of the people, which was cool. Shout out! Shout out to my podcast. I shouted us out. On yeah, the stage. but hey, we
0: got a, we got a couple of new likes today. I mean, I don't know. Maybe 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 hey maybe.
1: So I was on there talking about the the we were. It was a pregame show for the Nets and the Lakers.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, so I was talking on there, and. This lady on there, I mean, in no disrespect, I know we just got up past Women's History Month, but listen, she said that, well, the Pacers are going to beat the Nets. I'm like, what? The Pacers? He thought, oh, he I live fan. in Indy. I'd be seeing them, no, they, no. He said, because the Nets have no heart. I don't care if they have no brain. They They're <laughs> going to make it to the finals. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's just the way it's, it's set
0: up. It's destiny right now at this point. If they, I'm telling you right now, here, mark my words right this instant. If Eastern Conference Finals come down to a game seven, there will be rigging involved. There is no way this Nets <laughs> team does not make it to the finals, especially if the Lakers are looking like they're going to make it to the finals. And that the Western Conference is going to be rigged too. Cause I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a LeBron guy. Y'all know me. I'm team Bronny all day. This season, if it does not end up in a Lakers nets finals will be the NBA's biggest disappointment of all time. So I'm telling you, that's what's happening. Like
1: you got to understand this. It's about money and and, and the money that people can make money talks. Yeah, it does. And because after a year of a COVID season and then now going into this where you couldn't have a lot of fans, how are you going to get those viewers back? Let's, Let's get the stars yeah, the, to play against each other.
0: Literally, the five five of the top – bro. arguably the top five players in the world on two teams, bro. Like, yeah. no joke. Like, save Giannis, Giannis and Steph. You're the top five players in the world on the same court at the same time.
1: So, I understand the Lakers are third or fourth or whatever they are right now. It, it doesn't don't even matter.
0: matter. It, it, don't,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't, it don't it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. And if any, I would love to hear someone's hot take that has someone else other than those two teams in the finals. No. And people say, no well, and I, I've heard the Embiid the thing where Embiid's been having an MVP caliber okay. season. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. But that's it. It just doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, yeah that
0: that's, this is it's like the it's like the kevin hart like this is the way my bank account set up the nba is up there like see the way the the way the season is set up is that no matter what this is what's gonna happen
1: <laughs> yeah and I, and i i i 100 agree with that so I, which I, but i'm not gonna lie to you i want that series
0: and if you love basketball tr- like if you truly love the game of basketball like you want that series too
1: well you want the series but you want Referees who aren't going to ruin the games, like, that's a
0: fact. That's a fact. Like
1: yeah. I, I've been, I've seen way too many referees just destroy games this season. You know, you know, did you watch the game last night? The Lakers game, yeah. No, I just saw the
0: highlights of it.
1: The Lakers Nets game, Kyrie gets ejected because uh, him and
0: Schroeder he, both, right? Yeah,
1: Dennis Schroeder are just, just saying words. I understand that one technical that's fine, but, yeah, you know, double tech that's fine but you threw the two leading scores of the game out when they were walking away. Oh my gosh. Is so, that, now, so now there's no LeBron. There's no AD. There's, there's no, no James Harden. Harden there's yep. No, there's no <laughs> Kyrie in a game. I don't want to see, and, and I don't want to see uh, a Kevin Durant who hasn't played in two months. Who played one game in two months.
0: Right. Right.
1: And so now I'm left to watch this on a primetime game on Saturday night.
0: Yeah. I saw Stephen A. Smith's rant uh, this morning. It was like uh, talking about the NBA and their primetime schedule. And it was like people want the best players in primetime. And I I get it. But at this point, it's just like, I mean, here's the thing, is that we all know that LeBron and AD are are load management right now. I'm going to say waste management like the trash company. Um, but, you know, they're they're load managing right now, and ain't nobody saying anything about it because they want the finals to be Lakers and Nets,
1: bro. I don't want to see the Utah Jazz in the finals. No, me either. I, I don't.
0: Shout out to them. They're having a great season. I love Donovan Mitchell. I, I like the way he plays. I like that team. But I do not want to see them in the finals. Who, who's your
1: MVP this year?
0: Oof, that's tough. If LeBron would have stayed healthy, and I'm not even saying this as a, as, as a, you know, sold out thing. I'm talking, if he would have stayed healthy, he's the, he's the MVP in my book, but it's so hard to say, man. I mean, you got to put Donovan Mitchell up there. You got to put Damian Lillard up there. I mean, it may even be his time to to take that. Nikola Jokic is playing on another level, too. And he stayed healthy all year. I think Jokic or Giannis are probably going to be in the top two or top three, um, which makes me sad because I think Giannis is just – I don't know. Y'all know my feelings. If you haven't heard me talk about Giannis, listen to, like, last year's podcast. I I cannot stand that this dude is 87 feet tall and takes – two steps to the rim from half court. It's just no real skill involved, but.
1: (laughs) It's good. I want to give He's a freak.
0: I love the dude, but he is, he is not the league MVP.
1: I'm going to give it to Jokic this year.
0: I I like
1: Jokic. uh, His team is, they're doing, they're doing awesome. But as a dark horse in this race, I'm going to throw out a name for you here. Chris Paul.
0: Oh, bro. The impact he's had in Phoenix, bro. Crazy. They go
1: from. Outside of the playoffs, too. Now they're number two. two yeah, they're
0: three? they're top three or four, I think. Right? How how crazy is it that really, if you look at that Suns team, they didn't really add anybody but him. Like that—that's Crowder. But I mean,
1: but yeah, it's it's really Chris Paul. It's, it it's not
0: it's not like a crazy overhaul, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was yeah. just a few additions. But man, it was it's him, bro. It's that leadership.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to chris paul and then i'm also you know, i would love
0: to see cp3 win that mvp bro that'd be sick
1: i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you some homework here oh uh, okay let me get that assignment just the. we just watched a documentary the other day it's called the day sports stop okay and that it was about the day that covid shut down everything yeah yeah, yeah. like the impact there and Chris Paul was one of the, the the directors of it oh
0: I I heard about this yeah
1: phenomenal I'm not gonna ruin it I mean we lived through it just last year but right it's phenomenal I, yeah I, think I gotta was.
0: peep that for sure
1: so yeah if you get a chance I mean people who have HBO Max or whatever you you need to check it out yeah that's Our, a uh-huh. get someone's password because I know y'all be doing it anyway <laughs> all right so yeah yeah that's that's good. NBA is the NBA right now. We're in the, we're in the, we're in the weird part of the We're year. in the lull right now. Yeah, it's really not. Playoffs are what? In a month and a half or something? In a month?
0: Mm, I yeah, feel like mid-May.
1: Yeah. yeah, mid-May.
0: That's crazy, man. I'm I'm actually excited for the playoffs, man. I, I think it'll be a good uh playoff, you know, run here for a lot of the teams. But
1: man, I, the Pacers beat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, it, it bad information spreads fast on Clubhouse. Okay, so the pictures <laughs> over the net is, is bad information. Whoever told that person is listen, it's, bad. it's, it's hot not,
0: take. There's not, nobody, nobody is gonna win more than two games against the Nets. <laughs> nobody, like all three of the big three would have to be out <laughs> for that to happen. And even at that, I don't think anybody's winning. Oh, uh, shoot. All right, maybe so
1: Miami, if if Oladipo's healthy, maybe, maybe, maybe I still don't I, see it.
0: I still don't see them winning more than two. No, I just there's no way. It's just that Nets team is too good. If two guys are off, you still have one of the best scores in the world to go. You know what I'm saying? Like they have three of the best scores in the world on one team, bro. Yep. Not just shooters. Not like I'm not talking about like Warriors. Like you know, for a few years ago with Stephen Clay, where they are the you know, they had Seth Clay and KD, like three of the best shooters in the world. This is three right. of the best one-on-one scores in the world on one team. No, nobody is beating them more than two games. But well, I still got Lakers in five in the finals, though. I'm just keep it 100 if everybody's healthy.
1: Scare money don't make money. All right. That's all <laughs> I got for right that.
0: All right. So last thing, man, last thing, man, just drop the mic for those of y'all who are not watching. Um, so, you know, into a little bit more serious topic. Um, let's talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson. Uh, this story at this point, you know, like Devron said, this is April 11th. We're we're kind of probably two, three weeks out from when this story was like really, really headline news. Um, it's definitely, it's like kind of escalated since then, I think, just because like, it started out as like you know, oh, this is this allegation. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Devin, can you kind of explain what what's going on with the situation?
1: Yeah, so uh, kind of a preface for everybody, like here at, at Dave and Dave uh, for as us as podcast hosts. Before any, we don't like to presume anyone guilty, so give like any like this. There could be a, a chance that all this stuff comes out to be false, but right. it is it is sport news and we can look at this from a gospel lens and so what's going on now with uh Deshaun Watson he's had a crazy offseason he didn't want to play he's and then he's gonna then the, the his organization said that they weren't trading him he's got to play and then this allegation came up and they this this shows like how messed up we are as like a as a society, because I, I I I'm gonna um, out myself here just for just a second, is that when the first one came out, I was like, oh, this is just like a rumor that the organization right. is doing just so he can stay.
0: Right. And that's and what. No, that's no, why nobody I, don't want him. Like.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and that's messed up. That I. That is uh, messed
0: thought, up. Yeah. But <laughs> that is that, messed up. But, <laughs> but it, it's the first. Yeah, yeah. I'm with that's you. my
1: first initial reaction. And then, more and more people came out and said that this is that. He that he has sexually assaulted these these women, and uh, so comes out now. We're up to twenty-two women who said that they have been abused by this man. So now, like, and his lawyers come out and said that some of them could be false, but if even one person, if even one of this is true, it's too many. Yeah, facts. Um, so. Now, looking at this from a comprehensive worldview thing, just a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, a mass shooting in Atlanta, and it was a uh, it was a man who came in. He went to a salon, and he shot up several different women because he said that uh, they were causing him to stumble, causing him to sin. Okay, mm-hmm. and we got to like this is for the fellas. All right. we got to look in the mirror and say, "What are we doing as a society that's making people think that you can treat and do whatever to to women?" Right. So thinking that like you can go in and just kill them, you can go in and just abuse them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that kind of that kind of thinking. And I mean, and I know, like for the average listener, you're probably thinking. Of course not. Yeah, of course. But like, even in our like, like I just said earlier, my thought process of when one person came out, okay, yeah, that's just it's just a money grab or whatever. That's messed up on my part for even thinking like that. Right. And I mean, if we're and if we're being honest with these, with with ourselves, we've all thought like that before in right. our life. And so, I think, I mean, I think I want to talk about uh dignity and value yeah right and, and and you're you're a girl dad Dave yep um beautiful daughter Elena all right we're both married and so kind of understand um the like how this world views women and how we can how we as Christian men move forward in light of this right so go ahead I'll, I'll let I'll just kick it off to you.
0: <laughs> yeah I think it's uh you know one thing I would like to say beforehand is like I, I, for me I try to sit in this like middle ground of I refuse to uh, devalue what these uh you know complaints are saying right I'm not going to say they're they're just out here trying to get money or whatever on the flip side I'm also not going to completely cancel this dude Deshaun until there are, you know, we have facts and whatnot. However, I think at the fact that we're in this point and, you know, I was reading online, like there's text messages and things like that. Like, you know, we we already have some proof of some sort of abuse, right? Even if it's just verbal, uh, but at the end of the day, it's too much, right? And, you know, I don't know Deshaun Watson. I don't know his heart. I don't think he's a Christian. Like, I just, I don't, like, I've not really ever seen any evidence that says so. Um, So I can't expect him to behave like Christians should behave. But as a believer, you know, it's so important for us to realize that like, like all life is, is dignified, right? Like, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording about just, the fact that we, you know, we get to heaven, like the amount of, of tongues and, and, and languages and, and people that we're going to see in here, it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. You know, even if you've grown up in the most, most diverse place, right? You're going to be in a space in heaven, you know, per revelation seven, like you're going to be a space in a space in heaven where people that you know, of all tribes and nations, are there worshiping the creator, right? And so I think we often talk about race and, and things like that. And that's really, you know, kind of the the first thing people like to think of is race and culture and languages. And, you know, we, you know, you you alluded to the Atlanta shootings, like, you know, the Asian hate that's going on right now is insane. Like, you know, I think it's probably one of the most under talked about things in our country for the last I mean, a long time, right? Like, you know, you probably have a little bit more kind of experience with this just in terms of the fact that, you know, your wife is, you know, from, uh, of, of Asian descent, you know, coming from the, the Pacific Islands, right? Um, so anyway, um, this, it can happen to anyone, right? So me and me and my wife, we like to listen to a lot of crime podcasts. I'm, I got a point to this.
1: Okay, so here you you you. So you, so you want to <laughs> Okay,
0: so so there's a point to this. Bear with me if you if okay. you're still listening to this. Thank you, because I know we've been on crazy tangents, but we like to listen to crime podcasts, and we were actually just listening to one earlier uh, today. <laughs> Believe it or not, we were in the car for a long time, and so it's something that we like to do together. It's kind of like you know watching a TV show or whatever. So. We we're listening to one, and the the show the the podcast is a um, a former detective who is now a journalist and a former um, homicide uh, prosecutor. So these two people that have really in depth like experience and knowledge in the in in crime spaces, right? And I thought it was so crazy because this particular episode. Uh, a female was being um, basically abused by her boyfriend. And there were some real like telltale signs, right? Like they, they they brought up these things like, this is what abuser will do. This is what an abuser will do. And the way they spoke about it, and, and, they, and there was no, they were obviously very serious about it. But in my head, I'm thinking like, how do we have such casual, conversations around the typical behaviors of abusers right like shouldn't that be so absurd to us and so just foreign to us that we can't fathom
1: it do you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah and it's almost like like i get what you're saying it's, it's like we shouldn't have that much for a case study that's what i'm saying and even as even as like as men like knowing value and worth. And we've talked about race several times, like you said yeah. on this podcast, but um, if you're going to be a womb to the tomb pro-life person, that means That's, all different types of people, yeah, which includes uh, our, our, our sisters in Christ. And so so like, how do you change? The question becomes, how do you change the narrative of it? And I think... I think this goes back to uh, to our you know if you go look in the Bible, there's there's verses, several verses that talk about this. It Says let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, and we we tend to look at that and says, well, that's just the curse words. Yes. Yeah. So if I don't if I don't say the bad words that they believe, yeah, out yeah, of, yeah, then I'll be all right. Well, we got to understand that as believers, okay, you are responsible for every word and action that you've done in christ so right when you become a christian you're responsible for everything as non-believers your whole life is on display in front of god right so that's you, you we we want to share the gospel with you first but as believers as, as as men who claim christ we are responsible for for even our our words and i think um you know like the, the stuff that comes out of our mouth has, had already been stirring up in our heart right you gotta think so sort of like on the same point you've been saying what what am i am i um, what am i setting my mind to that's making my heart become so wicked towards women
0: yeah
1: and make them look like second class
0: And how is that such a common thing, you know? And I think that if I'm not mistaken, I remember reading this particular thing about what happened in Atlanta, like this dude claimed to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, he, he said that, you know, all these things that he had learned in church and all this stuff, like, and it's like, I think we just like think that, you know, violence only happens from one group of people, right? Like if you're a certain, you know, race or ethnicity or religion, you tend to villainize other races, ethnicities, or religions, right? And so like, I think that like, if you are a common, like, you know, uh, Southern Baptist, you probably think in this very tight lens that violence only comes from inner cities or Islam or, you know what I'm saying? Like you have these like very-
1: Yeah, um, we we stereotype.
0: We stereotype violence, right? Um, But to see that you're like, yo, like anybody is capable of that. Right. Yeah. And and we are wicked people. And that's why it's so important. And I mean, Devon, I think that you and I are both fortunate to have come up in churches that discipleship was so valued because people that are not discipled and loved and mentored men, men, men that are not discipled, loved and mentored and poured into that, that claim Christ and don't actively pursue him, we're all capable of, of of heinous things, right? But like, if you're not really walking with the Lord, it's, it's extra possible, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and so I think that that's why it's so important that you have accountability partners, you have, you know, somebody that's mentoring you, checks in on you, um, and that you can kind of just, you know, work through those things, because people struggle with things, right, like, we're all sinful, Um, and I think it's so important that that one thing, and then to tie back to your, you know, what you just talked about is, like, it's important for Christian men who see something like this with Deshaun Watson, or who are observing something like the Me Too movement uh, that we saw, what, two years ago, now, three years ago at this point, Mm -hmm. um, You know, it's important to see that and recognize the dignity of life and the value of life in that and say, like, okay, like, I want to, you know, love my Christian sisters and and my sisters in Christ. And, like, I want them to know that, you know, I don't agree with any form of hurt or abuse, right? And Mm -hmm. look at what we just, real quick, real quick, because I want you to talk on this, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, look at what we just saw happen this year you know with Ravi Zacharias right like this is a this is a man that was held in such high regard in christian spaces and we uncovered a lot of bad stuff right and like i i don't know if you have anything to add to that but like i think it's 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 really telling of why it's important for us to be that we hold people accountable for their actions
1: yeah I, so the, the next question I would have is, like, how do we lay down our lives in a practical manner for our sisters in Christ? And I think that the way that we do that is not loving just by, just our, just by our words, but in truth and action, that truth and deeds, okay? So that's the first John 3.16 there, uh, 3.18. So how do, like, so when you are around a group of fellows, all right, and we it's funny that we're having this conversation now for, it was 2016 and uh and during the election you heard uh the daniel's candidate donald trump um say that oh it's just locker room talk yeah when you hear stuff like locker room talk you have to get rid of it immediately right take that like that is your sisters that they're talking about mm-hmm. so take that personally I, I like any family member that anybody's talking about somebody talked about my family like that somebody talked about your family like that we're taking that personally yeah we're gonna shut that down and and, and yes and you have to shut it down immediately and why because that's unwholesome and it doesn't glorify god mm-hmm. and so and i think I like it plants
0: those seeds of uh you know i think like content and things like that you know what i'm saying like it, it's even just little comments can plant that seed for the future of you know abuse and 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 violence you know yeah
1: yeah and so i where we're at now is so so where, where are we at now I, I think the reason why we bring this up is because it's personal it's the, the it was the christian that that did that stuff in atlanta it was the athlete that did things in in in, in texas and in, in houston texas so because these things are so personal and because they 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 hit so close to home we can't look at them as we we can't look at them like oh that that guy I'll never I'll, I'll never do that I can never do that right. like you don't know the heart your heart's deceitful you can what we should do is praise god that he hasn't let us do something like yeah, that yeah yeah and so in in light of that like you said earlier have people that hold you accountable there's like if if you are afraid to be held accountable I think there's a deeper issue there, you know, like so if, if you you should have people in your life that that hold you accountable to your actions and check in on you. Hey, what are you reading? Hey, what are you praying about? How can I be praying for you? What's going on in your life? That Those kind of things. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that. Like this is this is not just a one thing is going to solve all, but this is a good first step um I, i'll say i'll say that and um when, when we start dignifying and like you said earlier and showing our sisters in christ that they do have value and that they are worthy and that they are made in, in the image of god that's when like when we actually start acting like it i know we, we can theologize our way out of anything right but when we actually start acting like it i think things will change and yeah. like I said earlier, this Deshaun Watson case is still up. We don't know yeah. what's going on in, in this case.
0: Um, if you were coming here expecting us to like rip him or, or shred the case apart or whatever, like, no, like you have to understand, like we're here trying to show that how important it is to love our sisters in Christ and to yeah. see this from, if you're a Christian, to see this from a biblical worldview. And if you're not a Christian, understand that people like, you know, things like what happened in Atlanta, that is not characteristic of Christ. This is a sinful person that did that, right? Um, And and they they made a mistake and they should be held accountable. And I think they will be held accountable for their actions. That is not characterized of the church or of Christ. Like, just know that like we, like the church is full of imperfect people. And no matter how much hurt you experience from a church, uh, you know, I know tons of brothers and sisters in Christ that experienced church hurt. Like, not all churches are like that. Not all churches have a bunch of pious, you know, uh, <laughs> Pharisee, you know, type folks in the church like no, like, I, I've always loved this quote by Jefferson Bethy, uh, you know, the church should be a, a hospital for sinners, not a mansion for saints. Uh, like, you know, I think that it's so true, is that we have to fight for, you know, to look more like Christ, but just know that we're broken too, and that that's why we, you know, perpetually have to, you know, work towards becoming more and more like Him, um, with His own help. We can't even do it without Him. So I think it's so important, and you so,
1: know, I, I want to crazy I wanna talk about something real quick. So and and you mentioned to the non-believer um like how should we respond and so like i think our words our words are good but the bible's words are better right so when you look at uh so you look at john you look at chapter four and there's a the woman at the well is the common story that we talk about mm. so uh, just skimming over real quick for everybody um jesus is jewish this person is sumerian historically these person don't get they don't get along well right so what are some things that happened when when they were at the well um first jesus recognized who this person was he he he, he saw her for who she was right and he broke cultural norms to even reach out to this person mm. And it wasn't something that was that was typical during the day culture said i'm supposed to hate this other person because they come from a different a different race a different line of people right um so then he addresses this person he cares for the person the second thing that we see all right he talks about um they they they, he wants to he wants to have a drink with this person water this is water okay and and he So he, ca- he shows value and he, he wants to, he cares for this person, treats this person like a person again, right? Cultural norms. he and, and actually he shows value and dignity to the person. And so what does he do next then to the non-believer? Okay. Jesus recognizes this person's sin. Mm. All right. And, and he, and he goes and, and it's not like he attacked the person all right because he didn't he didn't you know he didn't want this person but he didn't want this person to anything evil to happen to this person but because he cared and valued for this person then he says come to jesus come come to the world that you'll never have to be thirsty yeah and i think that's kind of we don't and when we don't look at women in the proper context as believers and non-believers we don't show dignity we go along with what the culture says about about um how they treat women and then and then from there i don't we don't show any we don't care we don't we don't yeah. care what happens after that and so how can i care for a person's soul if i don't give that person any dignity or value yeah, yeah. and so i wanted to bring that up um just to kind of wrap that um wrap that 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 part up there is that it becomes personal because we don't know what happened to yeah. we don't I, we don't know the final verdict he still got to go to court and i don't i don't want to presume a person guilty before they even get a chance but i know to be even in this situation it's not a good look yeah and it's the appearance of evil and so it i mean it, it, it's it serves as a stark warning for believers and non-believers to not put ourselves in, in situations like this. Yeah. How can we, if, if we were, if you were always honorable, I think, I think you would have a better, a better defense. Right. But I will say this, it doesn't look good. So. Yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, I think to, you know, my final statement on it would be that, you know, no matter what is the outcome of, of this case of these, you know, lawsuits and whatnot is that, you know, at the end of the day, as Christians, as men, we really have to be accountable for how we speak and how we treat one another, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, but especially women and, and our sisters in Christ. And uh, it's really important that we do our part to to show love and in, and, uh, and, respect and dignity to women and it's our part to shut down any unwholesome talk and make sure that anything that we feel is out of pocket that we you know do our best to address it and and not from a a pious i'm up on this mountaintop like looking down at you type mentality but like like yo no we're just not going to talk like that like that's just unacceptable you know and i think that that's that's where we have to be
1: you know I, I I love this. It's uh it's it's 1 Peter 3:7 it says likewise husbands live with your wives in an understanding way showing her honor showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. Okay? So wait a second. I'll finish this verse real quick. Since they are since they are heirs with you of grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Okay? Mm. If women are the weaker vessel, what does that make men? Weak still? Weak? We're still weak. We're all weak. We're all weak. Yeah, <laughs> right? we're all, we're all weak, and we we need we need God. Yeah, in situations, and so when you try to go off on your own and do it the world's way, the world's results will happen. Right, because right. I mean, we're we're all we're all weak. We we need a savior. We need somebody to keep us strong, and and Christ built us for community, and we need community to help hold us accountable for these for these type of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah listen man that's some good stuff i think at the end of the day it's so important for us to uh you know to to love one another seek justice and uh to you know really put ourselves in situations where we get out of our echo chambers and you know i think this this quote that rondell said just just rings so true to me every day and that's uh proximity breeds empathy and uh i think not only does proximity breed empathy it also breeds awareness. And if you're in a space where you don't know uh, people, men or women who have experienced abuse, one, I'm glad to know that you don't know anyone that has, but read these stories online, watch, listen to these people that have experienced just horrible, heinous things. And I'm telling you, if you don't gain compassion from that, um, I, I would just question whether you have a soul, <laughs> like in any way, shape or form, uh, you know, I think it's just so important to, to gain awareness and, and help have empathy. And uh, I think it's just a great way for us to show a love of Christ that, you know, there's value in him. And uh, he, he, we're all filthy rags in comparison. So um, yeah, man, that's all I got.
1: Oof, what a show. What a show. It's good to be back.
0: It is good to be back. We're super excited. We got some really cool stuff coming up. Uh, Stay tuned for next week. Um, We have a repeat guest, one of our first repeat guests from the Coaches Clinic series. Uh, We get to talk a lot about what uh, he's kind of come to. And uh, he got nominated for a pretty dope award. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So stay tuned. We appreciate you listening. Uh, If you've made it this far, uh, I love you guys. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be back in the mix with Dr. Devon Muff. Get it, man. Get it. Hey, man. Until next time. Peace. Peace.